is there any animosity between the Irish and the British when it comes to beer? Like if you're in London drinking a Guinness, are you going to get like a bunch of local Fuller's ESB fans you know, <laughs> trash talking you for your taste? Well, funny enough, I was at a Fuller's pub last night and um, I was the only one drinking Fuller's ESB on cask and everyone else was drinking Guinness. And okay. <laughs> I mean, it was sort of a touristy pub, so I can't say that everyone mm. was local. But uh, yeah, I mean, Guinness is certainly one of the prides of Ireland, but it's universally loved and the Irish are thrilled to have people drink it everywhere and people do drink it everywhere. So there's, there's no shade thrown. That said, the English and Irish have a very long history of oh, yeah. not appreciating each other very much. <laughs> wait a minute. So wait, I, I want to go back to this. You were drinking Fuller's ESB on cask. That sounds oh, so... Yeah. <laughs> Larry, of course, oh, of course was. Was it delicious? <laughs> it, was. it was incredibly good. So it's it's regarded as like a strong beer around here, and it's sort of, you know, it's darker in color. So Guinness aside, most people are drinking pale-colored beer. So Fuller's ESB is not really that popular a beer, and London Pride mm-hmm. is is their their premium bitter, special bitter, uh, that's like, you know, 4.2% alcohol. That's like, that's the go-to. That's the juice that everyone's drinking in London. And so ESB is a little bit slower, I mean, a slower seller. And so when I see it in a pub, I'll often get it, but I'm often kind of nervous about it because that, that cask might be five or six days old. Oh, might be long in the tooth. You know, it should be, it should be pulled. It should be yanked, but that doesn't always mm-hmm. happen. And so I'm often the guinea pig. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the, the one I had last night was just spot on. I oh. had a couple, couple pints of it. I, I went in for one pint. I stayed for two. Oh. It was just heaven. Look, heaven. I feel like we're big proponents now of cask. We've turned into yeah. a cask scale podcast recently. Yeah. And we're all just, I think, I think like, we're just I'm big all you You're the tiger. It's you're the cask. And yeah, fullers. Yeah. And Wait, fullers. Just to go back to the still, but if I walk into like a London pub and it's like a local, they're Londoners. And I go there, I'm like, this beer's good, but the Irish make beer better. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be mad at me? No, not at all. There's no, cool. there's no regional thing of... No. Okay. <laughs> Disappointing. Because there's something, there's something like that with like... Isn't there something like that with Bush <laughs> Mills and Jameson, like Protestant versus Catholic or something? I, know, oh, I hope that's so. Funny. I don't know. I don't know the whiskey. I've never heard well. that for Bushmills and Jameson. It's entirely possible, but I've heard that for Guinness and Murphy's. Uh, oh. Murphy's is made Oh, that cork. makes more sense that the Irish would fight with each other over their beer. <laughs> I have heard that. I've heard heard that with Bushmills and Jameson, though. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not beer. So we cannot. Well, it's we made cannot, from. We cannot, yeah, we can. We, can we discuss. cannot discuss. It. All right, hey everyone, we're doing liquid bread right now. Uh, we're having another taster episode. As always, I'm Maddie Smith. With me are my buddies Larry Bates. What it do? What it do? And Master Cicerone, Rich Higgins. Blimey! Oh, all the way oh. from jolly old London. <laughs> picking up some, picking up some local lingo, some local Blimey. flavor. That's nice. You bloke. <laughs> Come back in a top hat. I don't know. What is it? Hey, love. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> so that's something they say here, by the way. Are you all right? Which means not like, oh, my God, you have a gaping wound. Like, are you okay? It's more like, you know, hey, what's, you know, how can I help? Yeah. That's or, beautiful. How yeah. you doing? They have so many, like, little – Megan and I watch British Bake Off mm. and just, like nice. – me too. Just yeah, delight yeah. in the way they talk. Like even just when they're like off you pop. I wish yep. we had off you pop. <laughs> like every I wish we had all these. I wish I talked interestingly like that. <laughs> I think I'm cool not saying off you pop. I want to say off you pop. <laughs> you, you can wish you had. I'm when you, cool. When you leave here today, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. all right, Larry, off you pop. Yeah, yeah, great. I'll, I think I'll, we got I'll, a just, new, I'll just go. Off you <laughs> we got a new sign off phrase for Larry. <laughs> off instead of happy beering. We're doing Guinness. Guinness Extra Stout specifically. This is probably the most. I don't know. It's up there in terms of the more popular beers that we've tasted. One of the broadly available, broadly known beers. We did like Newcastle and stuff. Is it broadly known? Oh, I get. Is it? Are you Here like. Here we go. I'm eroding you, your confidence. Oh, no. I know. Yeah. Yes, it is. 
Well, I was no, like, I, was I, like, like I don't know if you're distinguishing between Guinnesses. Yes, I am. Um, that's the issue. Because uh, we're tasting extra stout today. Yeah. Yeah. Not the draft stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The draft stout is the one that you see everywhere and that people know really well and, and love. Extra stout is definitely, uh, you know, more esoteric and a little bit harder to find. Cool. So what makes it extra stout? What makes it more stouty than the other stout? <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a little bit of data and then you can provide the answers is my hunch. So... Uh, Guinness Draft is 4.2% alcohol. Extra Stout is 5.6% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> There's more alcohol. Yeah. There's definitely <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you nailed it. But why does it have more alcohol? What's it, what's it come from? It comes from more sugars that the yeast ate and created more alcohol, which Booyah. probably came from the grain bill. Exactly. Maddie, you just got served. I what did I didn't even answer. <laughs> but so not only is it going to increase the you know that 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 process of adding more malt is not only going to increase the alcohol, what else is it going to increase? The flavor, I would say, right? I mean like the yeah. intensity of the flavor. Yeah, the malty right. the color. But no, it's yeah. all dark. It's all dark anyway, so. Yeah. They 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 happen to be the same color, but um the body also. The body. Yeah. So it's a richer version of Guinness draft. Keep in mind, though, the Guinness Draft is a style of stout called an Irish dry stout, and that is a younger style or newer style of beer. So the extra stout, the, the thing we call extra stout, it's not even sold in the UK, as far as I can tell, as extra stout. I can't actually find it here. They have something that they, they call original stout, which is which tracks pretty closely to the extra stout. It's only 5% alcohol, but the original, like the old school style of stout um, would have been something close to what we now buy as extra stout. And then Guinness Draft, the one that's four point two percent alcohol, is the one that is um, that it's a newer style. So it's just a lighter, drier, leaner uh, version of of the uh, of what we now call extra stout. And what's missing on this is the uh, the nitrogen. Like there's no this. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously um, when you open it up and taste it, which I recommend that people do if you're listening at home, go for it. Um, or taste it. If you if you you know take a sip the first or even pouring it the first thing you're going to notice is that it's not nitrogenated no so no beer is naturally nitrogenated um every beer naturally has carbon dioxide during the fermentation and if you cap that fermentation somehow or don't let all that co2 escape into the atmosphere then you end up get, getting a beer that's carbonated so that's the way most beers always have have been they've always been you know kind of lightly carbonated with co2 and so nitrogen being added to guinness draft is a is a modern you know invention that guinness developed in like 1959 or something and it basically just replicates the mouthfeel of a cast conditioned beer cast i think we talked beer. about that too we long. did yeah but yeah so this one is you know kind of old school basically if you taste a nitrogenated beer you're drinking a nitrogenated beer you know that there's something innately modern about that beer yeah. just because of the nitrogen yeah, so extra stout is, you know, as you guys taste this thing, you probably are going to notice a little bit more sourness, a little bit more acidity yeah. mm-hmm. to it than you get in regular Guinness. Well, you know, Guinness draft, I should say. And that's because CO2 is slightly acidic. Um, it cr- creates something in beer called carbonic acid. Um, it also tastes a little bit bitter. Uh, so it's sort of sour, sort of bitter, sort of medicinal or minerally tasting. And all those things... Like you can taste it, like taste a glass of, of sparkling water and then chase it with a sip of just regular tap water. Mm. All of a sudden that tap water tastes super different. And what is missing is the CO2 that makes soda water sour and bitter and minerally. And so the same things happen in almost every beer. You're going to get that sour, minerally bitterness, um, but you don't really notice it because of the context. But then if you taste Guinness Draft, which is nitrogenated, 
it's lacking a lot of that stuff and then go back to the extra stout and it's completely different animal. Mm. Well, I, was, I went nerdy there in a hurry. Sorry. I, love, I love it. No, yeah. We, I love yeah, it. We're just straight into, I, I was going to say the, the thing that stood out to me was the sourness. Honestly, really? like, I mean, I taste, really? other, I think that's that great. Like, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I really got like a sour aftertaste. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what also it's, I mean, look, there's a ton of other flavors like going on. The coffee is obvious one and the caramel Definitely and stuff, coffee, mm-hmm. yeah. but, um, yeah. kind of city, the sourness reminds me immediately Obviously, again, of coffee. I'm not when I drink, I like coffee a lot. I don't love like super acidic coffee. And there's some mm-hmm. places in LA that like really push the the sourness on it. Yep. And I just yep. don't like that. But it, it kind of reminds me of that sort of aftertaste. Mm. So I don't particularly love okay. it, to be honest. Like it's hilarious. Yeah. It just, I just I kind of still have it lingering on my tongue. Is that sour? Mm-hmm. I don't. Little sour. Well, first of all, I love things sour. But I don't. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I get I get the description that there's a sourness, but like I don't. I wouldn't categorize there as. And I don't really taste the sourness. And what's crazy mm-hmm. is I know not too long ago in the episode I was saying how much I love cast-conditioned beers. This is funny. I prefer <laughs> this to Guinness Draft. Even, okay, Even cool. though it's more velvety. I like this because I like the carbonation on my tongue. This mm-hmm. it, it almost reminds me of a black lager to a degree. I mean, I, I, know, mm-hmm. it's, I, mean, I know some flavors are similar, but, but I'm saying I, I think I like the dark-flavored beers to have a... A little bit of CO2. Well, that's fair. And when I drink Guinness Draft, because it's on nitrogen, it is, it's so mild, mm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Larry, these, these are great things to, to bring up. You know, when you say you, you like a cask condition ale, and so therefore you should like Guinness Draft, what Guinness Draft is capturing from or borrowing from the cask condition tradition is really just the mouthfeel. The mouthfeel. It's I just agree. that soft. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but cask condition beer that you, that you know and love, it has all sorts of uh, fresh kind of slightly fruity flavors from the from the fermentation that happens in the cask. Yeah. Um, it's usually typically a little bit malty. Well, I shouldn't go that far. Let's just say it just has more flavor that comes from the extra fermentation. And that's lacking in most, you know, in a beer like Guinness draft that's nitrogenated. And you're noticing it in Guinness extra stout. Guinness extra stout not only has more flavor from more malt and more alcohol, but it also has flavor from uh, just a richer fermentation profile, richer ingredient profile. So you got ingredient flavors, you have fermentation flavors, and those are sort of lacking from Guinness draft. And that's that's by design. Guinness draft is just meant to be a really unchallenging beer and a lot of people say oh it's full-bodied oh it's dark so it's super challenging no. the fact is it's not a challenge no. especially when you take drink yeah i mean especially if you try it versus other um it's not it, guinness draft is, is it is a stout or is it not a stout mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, if a, you, it's an irish dry stout yeah if you try it with other stout uh, versus other stouts it, it's very light it's not mm-hmm. it's yeah. not well, it's like easy drink heavy yeah it's an, it's an easy but smooth. i'm saying i'm saying most beer people i know who who you know if they just drink like occasionally they'll think oh that's too heavy for me and then like Mm -hmm. i remember i remember my wife was like okay and she we had two different stouts and she's like try the guinness and i tried it and i was like okay yeah this feels kind of heavy and then she gave me another stout and she's now drink the guinness and it almost tasted watery Mm. in comparison yeah yeah so a trick that i do in in training sometimes is um for for when, when i'm training reps that sell a bunch, you know, like distributors and, and they sell Guinness, but they also have other products, other, other breweries in their portfolios. Um, I always like to start with Guinness um, and I save some of it. I'll pour uh, a, a, a pitcher full of it and make sure that everyone gets some, a can in front of them. They get to pour it themselves, drink it fresh. And then I'll let that pitcher sit for the hour long tasting or two hour long tasting, however, however long this thing is. And at the end of it, we'll taste what's been in that pitcher. And it's been sitting there getting warm. It's lost its nitrogen. 
And uh, by the time we drink it again, it is, it's not Guinness draft anymore. It literally is the same liquid, but without that nitrogen in there, it tastes incredibly bitter, sour, and astringent. And by astringent, I mean sort of dry and tannic. And that tannic note, the way you get off of either a cup of coffee or, you know, eating olives or black tea or certainly red wines, those tannins dry out your, your, um, your palate and make it feel sort of rough. And those aspects of Guinness that you notice when it's flat and you've lost all that nitrogen are always there. And the fact is the nitrogen uh, balances those or buffers those. And so it's a very enjoyable drinkable beer when that nitrogen is present, but without the nitrogen, it's actually, it's, it's kind of a thin, sour, kind of unforgiving beer. Cause it's just, there's no sweetness. There's no softness. It's just this really kind of intense mm-hmm. beer. So it's kind of a, a tale of two beers. I do agree with Maddie. It does linger on your tongue. Yeah, it just I does think, linger I think on your tongue. I was going to say, like, we can talk about, like, the journey of this taste. Yeah. Because um, it's, I do like, back, you know. Back to I, the extra step. I like. The same for the extra step. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I like, I do like multi beers. I like multi brown beers. I like caramely. I like the toffee. Mm-hmm. I like toffee. Those are the big things. Coffee's not my favorite, but I don't dislike it. And when I smell this, I smell sort of that kind of sweet caramel. Mm-hmm. I smell, I smell, I smell toffee, actually, I think is the smell I get. Yeah, like yeah, I think that's a great thing to notice. And then, and then I drink it and I taste up front. I, it, it is this is like these are like the flavors on the literally on the package, um, but it is like coffee, <laughs> <They're not lying. laughs> coffee, the caramel toffee. Like it's simple, straightforward. Mm-hmm. What I expect from a stout usually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going against what that chart of the tongue, the map of the tongue with all the places where the oh, flavors don't, are. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. No, I know. The, I always the think of them, but like right on the in the back of my tongue, on the right and left side, is where I just have this lingering acidic little sourness that is yeah. like I've been talking this whole time and I still taste it like sitting there mm. and I would love this if it stopped before it got to that and if I wasn't <laughs> sitting here because it kind of takes away I do have a sweet tooth too mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. I find a light carameliness to be extremely satisfying I, and smooth and, and refreshing I like I, mm. I've come to like oh as long as it's not so syrupy Coca-Cola style I like really like having that and so it almost undercuts what I really enjoy about the first half of drinking this. It, it's so crazy. I, I would, it, it's lingering on my tongue. I would categorize it, me, as bitterness more than I would as sourness. Mm-hmm. It just, my tongue just feels like I, like I just, that, well, I guess the bitterness and I mean, I guess it could be kind of like a grapefruit on my tongue, sort of. But I dig it. Well, there, there are two things. And, we, and Larry, when you describe grapefruit, grapefruits are both bitter and sour. I know. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I will, so, say, I will say it might affect it. I had a coffee this morning. I had a nice coffee this morning. Okay. I had a cold brew, I guess, actually, I more see. specifically. And so I don't know if that... That shouldn't be messing with you. No. You no? Fact, you, okay. You're describing... This beer is kind of intense. You're yeah. describing okay. the, the aspects of what makes this beer intense. And a couple things about that. One is, first of all, it has roast barley in it. So roast barley is... There's a, an important historical aspect and economic aspect for why it's used in this beer, but that's that's a whole other episode. That's so I, I don't want to get into that. But um, needless to say, or suffice it to say, it is a grain that adds a lot of astringency and bitterness and sourness to your beer. In a, in addition to roasty aroma and dark color, so it is not a gentle ingredient to be adding to a beer. And so. Guinness is famous for using it and the Irish style of, um, of all these stouts, you know, sorry, Irish dark beers typically have a lot of uh, roast barley in them when others, other dark beers like Larry, like a Schwartz beer, they don't have that. And so what is, what's occurring with, with that roast barley is you're getting those extra kind of sour notes and astringent notes and bitter notes. And then the other thing is Maddie, if you're sick of it lingering on your tongue, then don't think of it as a beverage. Think of it as a 
part of a tasty experience. Mm-hmm. And so what if you had too much cheese? Would you want something to kind of alleviate the salt, the fat of the cheese? It's hard to think of having too much cheese. Yeah, I, agree. I do agree but with I, but that. To, but, to not total, had, but to not totally oysters. deny your too, actual too, exercise. That's, that you're that's a hard hypothetical. Yeah. So you're saying what I want, <laughs> if I had too much cheese, would I want something to cut it? Yes. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> too many rich um, succulent yeah. oysters. Too many uh, fried shrimp. Rich, rich, rich. You know, this is not working. Too much. For me. This too much is not rich steak. <laughs> this is not working for. But me. I get what you're saying. You yeah, can't I have, have too many. Oysters. No, but I like. You have a bunch. I don't think it's too, too many oysters. Shrimp. You've had a lot Give of oysters, poison, and you yeah. want something else to go with those oysters. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you have. A, I like a little. I like a little uh, prosciutto or something by the cheese plate and something mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Like that's kind of the perfect. Yeah. I think that is exactly what we said. Salty, fatty. Salty, fatty. Yeah. yeah. Salty, fatty, especially savory. That's a way to look at it. Yeah, because I, w- I do wonder if I was drinking this in a bar or something with, even with like a salty bar snack or something, that mm-hmm. might, sure. that would be a very different experience from just me Well, eating, how about like, yeah, how about like dry pretzels versus uh, tortilla chips and queso dip? You know, just dry pretzels are going to work with this beer yeah. fine, but not going to be great. But then when you bring in the fat from the queso, from the cheese, from... Uh, you know, from a burger, from the steak, from the barbecue, you know, that's when this beer really shines because the opposite of fat from a tasting and a pairing experience is sourness, yeah. oh, astringency. I see. So it's like how red wine goes so well with these kind of salty, fatty, rich foods too. They bring in acid and astringency. That actually reminds me, I had a question for you, Rich. Um, I, I, I you know somebody. I thought this was coming. There's this guy. He came to me. This time it's not a friend. It's not. A, I don't know him. He's a new he? guy. He just appeared, kind of. He just kind of just, like out of thin air. He kind of appeared. I mean, almost felt that way. He's very short. He's like a red beard, red hair. Oh, that dude. Wearing a, like a green suit. Okay. Um, almost like a pilgrim's hat. I don't know what you call that. Green. He he said he has a date coming up, like in in mid March, like the 17th of March. is a very important day to him for some reason. I don't know why. Is that St. Patrick's Day? Oh, it might be. I'll okay. have to ask him. Okay. Um, he's going to see uh, Martin McDonough's Lieutenant of Inishmore, the play, um, on a date. It's very important <laughs> to him. He likes it a lot. Uh, and uh, he, he told me, like, on the date, he, he, he's, he, want, he wants to take her back to his place, and he wants, to, uh, he wants to make her dinner. And he's got a lot of Guinness. He drinks a lot of Guinness. Look, he's Irish. I'll yeah. be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, he's Irish guy. I don't know why I held back that information. The red he's hair. Irish. The red <laughs> hair made me think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's Irish guy. He's got all this stuff. And he's just wondering, um, like, what, what's going to go well with this Guinness, Rich? How about a uh, a beef pot pie Ooh. Uh, with oh here even better even better how about a um a, uh, shoot yeah like a roast lamb Ooh. leg of lamb with a root vegetable side and a um sorry what where am I going a um an oyster stuffing Larry don't they make oyster stuffings out there like oyster dressing have you have you heard of this oh Larry's like making eyes at me what Larry's eyes went wide. What I swear Wait, I don't so know what is, what is oyster fa- dressing. What is I got a lot. I got a lot of family from South Carolina, like coastal South Carolina, and they make like a you know you add oysters as a as an ingredient in stuffing for like you know well certainly for Thanksgiving but you know other times too. Oh, so it's like a so it's like Thanksgiving stuffing. Holy it's like Mary, yeah. mother of God! It's, but four oysters. <laughs> Wait, sorry, you said do you do you mix it with the oysters? You put well, it no, the, you chop up the oysters, put in the oyster oh, liquor, in and, and cook up the oysters, and yeah, so you're getting like oh, okay. oyster meat, oyster brine, oyster um, savory umami is what I'm trying to say um, in this in this dressing, and it's delicious. And Larry, Larry's still in love with this thing. I'm, I'm, Larry's, I'm googling straight it. to Google. Larry's just scrolling through photos on Google of, of oyster <laughs> stuffing. Oyster so, dressing. Yeah, yeah I've never heard of that. 
I got to. I got to. It looks really good. This. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> I don't know. That's also a rare case. I feel like I don't see a lot of like recipes for oysters. I mean, for obvious reasons, is like an oyster works mm-hmm. on its own. But I feel like a lot of yeah, or just like grilling it or something like that. But putting it into a dish, and then you put it on top of the lamb, or is it like a side to the lamb? It's a it's a side. You know, put it if you're making the the next day the leftover lamb sandwich, then you put it on top of the lamb in the sandwich. Wow, the leftover yeah. lamb sandwich. Yeah, with that's, oyster that's, that's that's that is classic rich right that's there. Princely right there. <laughs> yeah. How about all right? Here, here's another here's another solid pairing for your your little green green friend. Yeah, yeah. Green, green dressed friend, I should say. <laughs> little green friend is something very different, I guess. Um, I would do a uh, Korean, you know, short rib, like you know, Korean mm. kabi, um, with uh, some gochujang, um, or, or even just a bokumbap, the kimchi fried rice, with um, kind of you know, nice uh, sweet, salty, savory um, beef short rib. Is spice gonna? Be... Is spice a bad idea? It depends. Okay. It depends whether you like spice or not. Um, but yeah, th- this beer is not really built for spice. That's okay. a really good point, you jerk. So let's, well, no, let's no, take no. the spice a little bit. You know, well, because I think Korean can go, you know, it can go big on the spice. Or it's it also not, go. I mean, it's 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 not super intense, right? Hmm. This beer. So I'm saying like, I mean, I, I think of like spicy stuff going with like things that are pretty uh, pretty intense, right? Yeah. And the, sp- the spice on this... I think the spice with this will increase the bitterness that you get uh-huh. um, from the from the dark malts. So it actually might not be great with the spice. So let's take out the spicy kimchi, but definitely stick with the Korean short ribs. Um, and instead, you can serve it with uh, some, um, you know, a, p- a potato dish. Oh, he likes potatoes. Oh, good, good. This guy, yeah. Oh, what's his name? You don't know his name. He just appeared. You're right. I don't know. Yeah, he just appeared. I didn't. I'll ask him. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's that's, that's there. You go. That's not that. What do you think? You think? Oh, he's giving a thumbs. Oh, he's actually he's in the he's in the room right now. He, Larry can't see him. He's a, he's invisible to Larry right now. But he's giving a big thumbs up, and he looks very. He's doing a oh. little dance. He's very happy. Oh, he's dancing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he's going to share some of his treasure with us. Oh, there's there's money. Such involved? a nice thing. No wonder I can't see him. <laughs> he says treasure. He says treasure. I don't know what that's about. Your treasure is money. Well, one man's one, one man's, man's treasure is, a... is you know it could be anything. Okay. Um. All right. <laughs> My last name isn't Smith. Maybe that's why I can't see him. I don't know. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think ah, the, I think it's the McTie side of me. Oh, the McTie. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. This is my mother's side. They're from Kong. The McTie's from Kong. Shout out to anyone from Kong. That's <laughs> listening. Is there anything else about like the flavor of this, Rich, that you want to talk about? Yes. Fruit. There is fruit okay. if you're looking for it. It's subtle. But uh, <clears throat> I'm, I personally get sort of like a kind of a dark fruit note. It's a little bit of cranberry or like red currant, oh. you know, dark red berries, um, a little bit of baked apple also, and a little bit of raisin. So not a lot of these, but they are there and they, you know, if, even if you can't taste them, they're what help to add to the the character of the beer and, the, and the, the satisfaction of the beer. So if you like the beer, you probably do like those fruit notes, even if you're not tasting them outright. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't like the beer, then that's that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can drink something else. You're good. <laughs> there you go. Well, let me ask a quick question to you guys. Do you stout or porter? If you had to pick one. Both. Well, I mean I could... it's not apples to apples, maybe, right? Okay. <laughs> there are a lot of different there are a lot of different porters, a lot of different stouts. True. Uh so you know, sometimes I'm in the mood for an Imperial Porter, sometimes I'm in the mood for an Irish dry stout. One of them is nine percent alcohol. One of them is four percent alcohol. So pretty oh, different. Anyway. I just want a general. Yeah, I, just a general not, the nine percent. The nine percent. The nine percent. Give me one. a take. Just answer. <laughs> the nine percent. Pick one. 
Not Rich laid it out like that. <laughs> give me the 9%. I, I'm assuming that's the Imperial Porter. Yeah, let me have that one. Right. Yeah. Or the Baltic Porter, yeah. Yeah, we got a Baltic Porter. Um, Manny, I often prefer a Porter. Mm. Porters typically are less roasty. Thank, okay, and- thank you. There's a thing. There, there. <laughs> <laughs> so there is an answer. They're oh. typically less roasty than stouts, mm-hmm. and as much as I like roast, I don't. I have to be in the in the right mood yeah. for it. I agree. That. I, that's that's I that's how I was that's how okay. I feel. Refreshing. Yeah. Sounds good. How about oyster stouts, Larry? I haven't had one yet, and I need to have one. We'll find one. We got to go find we need one. Need to. Salancha, everybody. Salancha. Yeah. As they say. Off you go. No, off you pop. No, you gotta wait till I say goodbye oh. first. Ta-ta. Cheerio. That's been Guinness. That's been Guinness. Extra stout. Remember, extra stout. Hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time. Woohoo. Uh, until next time, I'm Mike Smith. Larry Bates. What it do? Rich Higgins. Off you pop. And until next time. Have you already said Have you hearing? Off you pop. Salancha. <laughs> 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 <laughs>